Hello, hello, hello. Well, due to some technical difficulties, the regular MTL conversation was simply not recorded. So now you have earned the bonus of me kind of sitting at a desk talking in a room by my lonesome to all of you. And I just didn't want to skip up the talk or pass on it what we talked about because I felt like it was important and I also felt like you know you guys could benefit from it so the last MTL we really discussed the idea of human connection and what I encouraged people to do was experiment with time you know like actually say I'm going to be consistent at this I'm going to set a time every month and I'm going to interact with that person I'm going to meet with them for lunch I'm going to go out to them go out with them for coffee. I'm going to find a time and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to just experiment what it might be like to be consistent with that time. And then I also said to experiment with the environment in which I'm, by that I meant was, you know, it doesn't have to happen at a certain place. It can happen anywhere really. So be it at work, um, be it at home, be it in a relationship with a friend, be it with a stranger, To experiment with those environments and ask different questions and talk about things and just play around with that. What might that do to your level of engagement with other human beings? That sort of connection. What might it do to the human connection there? All I know is this. We all need personal relationships. Obviously, some of us need less than other people do. Some of us need more. I might be able to connect with a select few people while you might need to connect with a greater number of people. But all of us, you know, need those personal relationships. Imagine just for a second if you had everything you ever wanted and it was just yours, but you didn't have anyone to share all of that with. We long for relationships through which we can experience one another where we can share experiences, where we can be connected. We need those. And if you're anything like me, the relationships that probably matter the most to you are the ones that you take for granted. You know, those are the ones you take for granted most often are the ones that matter the most. And so I wanted to kind of talk about a way in which we can focus on those relationships that matter the most, those human connections those relationships. So if you wanted to think about this talk, you can think about it probably through the lens of meaningful relationships, because I believe that we need them to thrive, that we need them to have a meaningful life. There are people around us at various levels of depth, intimacy, and engagement. And what I want to talk about is the people who you interact with the most on a regular basis Let's talk about those relationships. Let's examine those and let's see if we can't find a way to kind of focus on them more or or tap into those relationships more. I do have a quick story though. My wife and I were the executive directors of Summit County Youth, this organization that focused on mentoring relationships with students. We were the executive directors of that program, and we kind of played mad hatters, experimenting with various things that would work and wouldn't work. And after 14, 15 years, oh my gosh, of directing that program, 
we look back and we realized that we had zeroed in on some things that really worked and we didn't even know they would, you know, at the, at the, at the onset. One of those things was taking students out for breakfast. Early on, we decided that we were going to take these students out. We were going to do it on a weekly basis and we were trying to get adult leaders to help with this. Now, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. A lot of adult leaders didn't want to wake up early and sit at a table with middle school boys or middle school girls and try and engage in conversation. So it was rather difficult to get some of them to volunteer. But those that did would come back to us and say, geez, you know, we're sitting at the table. We're not really talking about anything. Can you give us questions? And early on, we said, no, like this is just about presence. This is just about consistency. This is just about showing up. There are real, really no immediate goals. This is about small talk. Um, This is about just showing up every week and letting students know that you're there. That's what this is about. Consistency, regularity, um, dependability, commitment. Over the years, those breakfasts for leaders and students became the most important part, I think, of our programs. It was amazing. We had students that did them all the way through graduation day, and still to this day, 10 years out, and they look back on Summit County Youth, and they say those breakfasts were the most meaningful times. They actually come back and they still meet together, you know, and they'll get together with the other students, as well as the leader and they'll go out to lunch instead of breakfast now. <laughs> they'll sleep in and just hit up lunch. But I think I want to hit on those tones of consistency, regularity, regularity, dependability. What does it mean to show up? What does it mean in a relationship to understand that it's there? You don't have to think about whether or not it's there. It is, and it's there, and you have to kind of just count on it. I think that matters. I think if you had to sit down right now and you had to say, okay, what are the core elements that make up a good relationship? You know, I said consistency, regularity, dependability. I want those to kind of bounce around inside your mind and heart. And I want you to surface some others. If you can think about them just right now inside your head and heart. What are the core elements that make up a good, meaningful relationship? What are those to you? Immediately, I think of love and trust. I think of attention. I think of support. I think of authenticity. I think of understanding and tolerance and respect, appreciation, acceptance, um, so many things. One word that I definitely want to focus on, and I think we'll come back to it later, is conversation. Just the art of conversation. I think all good, meaningful relationships have conversation. But before we get to that, what I'd love for you to do is, if you're you're obviously driving or um, if you're doing anything other than sitting still, this is going to be hard, but you can do it in your mind. I would love for you to find a piece of paper and put it horizontal. And I want you to create three columns. So you're basically going to draw two lines down that piece of paper to create three large spaces, three large columns. We're going to take inventory of your relationships. Now, this is something that I didn't come up with, something rather that I gathered from this book called Minimalism. 
It's written uh, by these two guys, Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And they've got this great book called Minimalism. And in there, they have a section that is actually on relationships, and they suggest doing this process. So I don't want to take credit for that. But I do want to walk you through it just for a moment. In that first column across the top, I would write name. Name is the title of that first column. And what you're going to do is you're just going to write down every name of the relationships that you have, the people in those relationships. Write those names down. Write those names down. It's probably going to take a long time, so we're not going to wait for you to do that. But first column is name. The second column in the middle, I want you to write three words, primary, secondary, and periphery. Primary, secondary, and periphery. Primary are those people who are the closest to you. Um, Your spouse or partner belongs in this category. Your closest friends, which, you know, is probably five or less. It's just true. People have often said, you know, you can probably count your closest friends on one hand. And that's often true for most people. Your closest friends, your immediate family. Again, primary, those people that are closest to you. Secondary would be kind of the next level out, the next circle out. So maybe those are close friends, but not your closest friends. Maybe those are select coworkers. Maybe that's your extended family that doesn't necessarily live that close to you, but they're still close. So you have this secondary group. Then the third group in that second column is periphery. This might include some of your neighbors or even distant family or just simply co-workers. People who you tend to bump into a lot, people who you see, you would consider them maybe more associates, you know. That's your periphery group, all right? Now, moving on to the third column, you've got positive, negative, and neutral. Those are the three words I want you to write across that third column. Positive, negative, and neutral. Obviously, this is how those relationships are going or how they make you feel or the impact that they have on your life. Positive would be whether or not this is something that makes you grow, something that contributes to life inside of you and externally as well, something that helps you, something that feels like fulfilled, that relationships make you feel fulfilled. If you go into the negative area, it would be something that hinders you, something that hurts you, something that frustrates you or makes you unhappy. Negative. And then neutral is just in the middle. You're sort of indifferent about that relationship. It doesn't make you feel necessarily one way or the other. So you've got three columns. Name. Then you've got the second column, primary, secondary, periphery. Then you've got the third column, positive, negative, neutral. The idea is is that you sit down and you take inventory of the relationships in your life. You write those names down. You write kind of what level of engagement they are, primary, secondary, periphery. And then you write down also the impact on your life, positive, negative, neutral. And then you begin to answer questions about those names and levels and feelings. How many people do you have in each, you know? How many people do you have that are, that are making you feel positive or making you feel negative? How many people do you have in that primary group, in the secondary group and periphery group? 
why do you have so many in one group versus another group? Or why do you have so few? And then you ask questions like, do I need more of something? Do I need more people in relationships that make me feel positive? Do I need less that make me feel negative? How much time do I spend on each group, do you think? Where does your time, energy, and focus go? Then you start looking at maybe names of people and where they are, the level of engagement. And you say, well, is there someone in the secondary group that I want to move <laughs> into my primary group? And then you have to take it a step further and be like, so how would I do that? What would I actually do to make that move possible? What actions are necessary to grow and strengthen the primary group? If you feel like you spend a majority of your time on the secondary and periphery group, but not on the primary group, what actions are necessary for you to say, okay, this primary group needs to take more time. They need to have more of a focus. I need that. So it's just an awesome exercise to do, I think. And I wanted to give that to you as a possible way for you to take inventory on the relationships in your life. I know it can seem a little weird to write all of that down, but I think sometimes it's floating around in your head and heart so much that you never really give it thought or attention and you never really understand who it is you're close to and how those relationships make you feel and the impact that they have on you. But when you write it down and you can see it, then you're able to say, okay, these are the steps I want to take. Or this is the information I can gather from looking at this the way it is. I think that's good. I think all relationships are changing in your life too. Who used to be in your primary group may no longer be in your primary group. Life changes. Seasons come and seasons go and there are necessary endings that take place. And so with that, relationships are growing, they're changing. I believe that if you're going to focus on some of those relationships and say, I want them to remain meaningful, I want them to stay, you know, like important, and I want these people to be primary to me, I think one of the things that you really need to focus on is that idea of conversation. Because I think we've all fallen victim to less than meaningful conversations, whether it was from a room to another room or up the stairs or through a floor or over phones. I think I've been arm's length across the table from someone, yet they were so preoccupied with the screen that I'm, <laughs> I might as well have not been there. Um, it was like every word out of my mouth just wasn't even spoken into existence. It just fell flat somehow. Conversations can be good and bad. So again, you ask the question, what matters? What helps a conversation be productive? What helps a conversation be meaningful? If that's a core ingredient to a good, meaningful relationship, and you're looking at that list of people, and you're looking at your primary group, and the fact that those people make you feel positive, and you say, I want to hang on to that, these relationships matter, I believe that you need to look at conversation and say, okay, how can I have good good conversations with those people? How can I help set that up? Not that you can necessarily control it, but oftentimes there are ingredients that you can focus on and say, okay, I would love to help this along. 
I would love to have good conversations with my wife, with my brother, with my coworker, with my best friend, with my father, with my mother. Um, I think you can help that go along because a lot of times right now we're having conversations in passing. We're having conversations that are quick when we're in the car. We're having conversations that get interrupted. We're having conversations while we're doing other things, right? And those aren't always the best. I'd love for you to do this. Close your eyes just for a minute. And I want you to just think of a meaningful conversation you've had recently. Maybe a long time ago. I want you to take the first one that pops into your mind when I just said it. Whatever that conversation you immediately thought of, I want you to hang on to that one. Grab a hold of it. And I want you to think about who was with you when you had that conversation. I want you to think about your surroundings and the context of that conversation, where you were. I want you to think about the topic that was discussed, as well as how you felt during that conversation. I want you to think about how long it lasted. I want you to think about how you felt afterwards with that conversation. You know, go ahead and open your eyes. For some of you, that conversation may have happened last week, may have happened last year, may have happened in the last decade. For many of you, it could have been with a a close family member or a close friend. For some of you, it may have happened with a stranger. I'm assuming it didn't happen through texting, but it could have. It could have happened through letters. It could have been on the phone. It could have been face-to-face. It could have been in, in, in passing, and suddenly it was you know something that interrupted or, or made all of life kind of come to this pausing moment. Or it could have been something that was scheduled and actually was a time when you met together. It could have been a conversation where you only listened to someone else. Or perhaps maybe you were on the other side and you did all the talking. That conversation could have taken less than 10 minutes. It could have taken more than one hour. Regardless, I'm guessing you pointed back to this meaningful conversation because it left you feeling as if you knew that person more. And that also that other person knew you more. That's often what good conversation does. Often good conversation is a tool through which true connection takes place. And it results in a deeper, more meaningful relationship. Both parties were heard and understood. Both parties shared and they risked and they were vulnerable It was this unique space that was created between two people, and it only exists there. Good conversation results in a deepened relationship. It's the core element of a meaningful relationship, like we mentioned before. So I would throw out to you, try having conversations in person. Try eliminating the time constraints before and after those conversations. So you're not looking at a watch and so you're not worried about what's next or thinking about it. So you can fully be present with that other person. I would also say that you should try to listen and share 
that that kind of exchange should take place between two people. Oh, I feel like we all need meaningful relationships. Meaningful personal relationships. Regardless if you only need one or if you need five. You need them. So I would encourage you to take that inventory. Write those three columns down. Take inventory. Ask the hard questions. And then take the necessary action. Change yourself if need be to include more of those things that you think, you know, might be the core elements of a good relationship. If you say it's authenticity and honesty, then practice those yourself a little bit more. And I would encourage you to pursue good conversations with those who you decide are primary to your life. Begin there. Begin with the ones that you feel like are the closest and should be the closest and you feel like are most deserving of your time, focus, and energy. So until next time, friends, you are meant to connect, you're meant to interact, to listen, to share, to converse. It's a sacred exchange that brings you life, meaning, and joy. So take inventory. Open your eyes and ears. Watch and listen for opportunities to initiate and enter into conversations. And may you lead by example and do what it takes to make all of your conversations good and to go deeper and have meaningful relationships with those in your life. Amen. All right. That's uh, the Human Connection MTL that we missed recording live. But you get as an added bonus on this special, special day. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, tune in again to the next More to Life.